Welcome back to Main Street Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint, Chris Yao, J.P. Plants, no Mopat. He's loving it when he's cruising together mm-hmm. with Jody. Yep. And the rest of the cheeseheads. <laughs> That's right. Who wear socks outside when they're tanning up. Oh, there. goodness. I hope he's going to send some pictures. You, did you, you've you not seen this picture on Facebook no. of the, the family member who uh-uh. is... <clears throat> out tanning by the pool with socks on, ankle socks. Oh, nice. Oh, yeah. It's like, come on, man. And nothing else, or do they have... Well, it's all I saw was the legs with okay. ankle socks. I hope for Mo, Mo and Jody's sake that there was more. I'm sure there more was. Uh, <laughs> who knows where they are, but they're somewhere out in the ocean. Okay, so. yep. Let's... Uh, yeah, there he is. There he is. Nice shades. Shades. Yep. Chip Walters joins us now at Choose Chip on Twitter. Chip, we got a lot of great stuff going on in the borough, including last week's Raider Choice Awards. That, that was the that Raiders one. Choice Awards. Yes, looked fun. I saw your your photographs. It, you know, it, you know it, it really is. And if you go on on the website, there's a there's a store on GoBlueRaiders.com. There's a story about. You know, full recap of of the award show, and there's a photo gallery has about seventy five pictures in it. But you know, it's a it's an SB style award show. This is the eleventh year in a row that we've done it, and uh, after a two year uh, hiatus from being in front of a live audience, uh, we had to do it virtually the last couple of years. We were back in Tucker Theater, um, and uh, the Student athletes all dressed up, arrived on the blue carpet, and uh, and then had a had a great show. Went very smooth. Uh, it's it's a uh, you know it, it's it's very unique. Uh, there are a lot of schools have it around, and and I, I would put ours up against a lot of folks. Uh, we've got great support from the College of Media and Entertainment using their production truck, and and uh, Nathan Wallach and and the staff in athletic communications do a great job with all the video stuff. I mean, it's very heavy on video and. Uh, matter of fact, and if you've ever been in Tucker Theater, which is a big theater with a big stage on it, the stage, the whole stage, the back part of the stage is a video wall. And oh, wow. so it, it's, pre- it's pretty impressive. And, you know, to me, I've always been it's very satisfying to do this and and hear the comments of the student athletes who who had a good time at it. I've always said for us folks who are in our 40s, 50s and 60s, if if we can put on an event that the folks in their 20s think is cool <laughs> then we've actually kind of pulled something off and uh and they seem to do it because it is the one night of the year where all the athletes come together and and uh, get to enjoy each other's accomplishments it's a lot of fun uh, and, and it all it all we have everything from uh breakout performer to newcomer of the year to uh you know all of the academic stuff is is uh is is recognized everybody who's made a 30 and above and and you know team gpa men's tennis won team ga gpa for both semesters and each semester they had over a 39 team gpa what? And then they still win the dadgum conference. And now they're so the 16th overall seed. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's right. They're still getting it done. And then the 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 four biggest awards of the night, or actually the five biggest awards, I'll say. There's one that's called uh, Making a Difference. And Jordan Ferguson, who plays, who's a defensive end on the football team, he won the Making a Difference Award this year for uh, the nonprofit that he has started. And uh, and he, I mean, he, he he took it upon himself this year to start this all by himself and he's from the atlanta area it's called hands worldwide and it's helped feed a lot of folks in need throughout the winter in atlanta he also had a blanket drive in murfreesboro and and in in uh and in downtown nashville just trying to go by he and some of his teammates that he recruited uh you know helped make life a little bit better for some homeless homeless folks so i mean there's a there was very uh very touching what you know what kind of guy he is he talks a lot about the background he came from was not so great and and he said one day he just looked up in the mirror and he goes you know i'm tired of blaming everybody else (laughs) for things that are going on in my life he goes i need to take responsibility for that and make life better for somebody else and that was kind of his whole thing about it you had uh on top of that the male and female athlete of the year uh usilla chip kimmy and uh, Peyton DePriest, uh, Chip Kim from track and DePriest from soccer were the female athletes of the year. And Chris Edge, uh, who was, an, uh, I think, an Australian on the tennis team, he's the only player in middle history to have won over 100 singles matches and 100 doubles matches in his career. And he was the male athlete of the year. Yes, that is Bellworthy. President's Award takes into account uh, athletic success academic success and as well as uh, your uh, community service and other things courtney whitson who's from uh, kingsport played at dobbins bennett from the women's basketball team was the winner and uh, and uh, francisco rocha from men's tennis uh, he is a fifth year senior from portugal and has just been you know he is like Mr. MTSU, and he has got a winning smile, winning player, and uh, so he. Those were the President's Awards winner, and uh, Dr. McPhee is there to give those out. So it was a great night. Uh, if you can catch some of the photos and video, I think you'll get a real good a good feel for it. Yeah, it, it certainly seemed to be. Uh, so, I just want to know how tall those letters were. <laughs> those, those light letters are huge. They were, and there, and there were. If you if you search around, uh, use the, on Twitter and other places, and use the hashtag RCA twenty two, you'll see uh, a lot of folks. They said they had they had uh, a lot of folks got their picture made by those big light letters, and they also had one of those deals that where you get on and put your phone up there and it spins around you. You know, I don't know if you've seen. You know, where people have like a those videos. Yeah, one yeah. of those three, where it spins around you and like huh. there's one there's one video out there of all the quarterbacks who got on there <laughs> and this thing is spinning around them and other folks they it, it was all just a big time. I've only got one good side. I don't know if I want something seeing all of my sides. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And you know, some <laughs> folks have problems back here on the back side of their head. Fortunately, <laughs> mine has just turned gray. It hadn't turned loose yet. So. Um, <laughs> So there's that, but <laughs> yeah, you did mention tennis and uh, men's tennis number one seed Hello. in the uh, in the uh, Raleigh Regional. Uh, North NC State ended up uh, hosting that 
uh, regional. Uh, and Miller was kind of hoping they were going to get it at the Adams Tennis Complex because it's been such a great home court advantage. They're 27-4 and four now, and uh, they will open Friday with UNC Wilmington. Uh, NC State is the number two seed, and Liberty, who will be a future Conference USA uh, opponent, is the number three seed. So uh, uh, Jimmy Borndame, who coaches tennis like a football coach, and his guys uh, react in, in, in the uh, similar manner, uh, you know, they've really had an outstanding year and hope that they can continue to have some postseason success. They'll start that on Friday, May 6th at 1 o'clock Central. Where mm-hmm. they will take on Wilmington, so should be fun. Yeah, Liberty, future conference opponent. Of course, we've talked at nauseum to talk about Liberty today, or a former little, Liberty, little Malik Willis. Yeah, little Malik Willis. What do you think about that, Chip? I'm telling. You, well, I haven't seen him in person last year. You know, I've I've not really seen anybody get him on the ground yet, and uh, and I think middle. Uh, I think Middle sacked him once or twice, but he probably got out of six more, seven more sacks. It did the same thing against UAB yeah, in the game down in Birmingham. I was talking, to, I I was talking to David goodness. Crane about it. I mean, and they had him dead to rights. You know, I think David told me eight different times and just, you know, and there, there was a two-point play in the game, in our game up there, up in Lynchburg. And it seemed like he ran around for 20 seconds and then, and then, you know, fired it off. I've seen him, you know, with like a, uh, almost like a Utah uh, pass 20 yards downfield, you know, just kind of a flip. I mean, the guy, he's, he's, he's old enough. He's got skill. He brings you the, uh, that different type of uh, athletic skill set. You know, you know, when you think back on, Steve McNair and, and Vince Young and some of the, the leg skills that he brings in addition to an incredibly strong arm and good decision-making, uh, you know, I, I think he was, he, he's really a, a big part of a, um, you know, what, what, what appeared to me a very good draft class for the Titans. Chip Walters, our guest uh, here on uh, Main Street Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint, his weekly visit, talking Blue Raider sports and mentioning the NFL draft uh, and draftees. Um, there's some Blue Raiders, Chip, that apparently have uh, uh, landed some spots uh, across uh, yeah. the league. Yeah, two of the all-time good guys to ever put on a middle uniform. DQ Thomas, who's a linebacker from Oxford, Mississippi, uh, going to the Jets, and uh, it seemed like the Jets were getting everybody in the first and second round, but he signed as an undrafted free agent. The same for Reed Blankenship, who we have talked about, you know, a dozen times on this show. And, and uh, And I saw one of the Philadelphia people uh, writers put out something about Reed kind of giving their fans a little bit and, and said, you know, he is, you know, his, his football IQ and ability will, will serve him well in a long career if in nothing else as a great special team player. And, you know, and for a guy like Reed, if he can make a living in being, being a star special teams guy, he'll do that. Of course, you know, he, he'd like to, you know, to be playing in the secondary for the Eagles, but he'll be going to Philadelphia and DQ Thomas to, uh, 
to uh, New York to play with the Jets. And and before it's all over, you know, there may be some more late additions. But right now, those are the two guys, and really the two guys that were expected to get a look. And uh, and so I, I think they both landed in pretty good spots. Yeah, based on the the draft picks of those two uh, teams, that you know, those two probably making the most noise across uh across the league chip i wonder you know you talked about uh kevin byard and and with um uh at at uh old old garth brooks sorry i went blank there but yeah. the success of kevin byard is what i want to ask you uh, how much do you think that plays into maybe some blue raiders getting looks now because they've seen somebody coming from this program that can make it in the league well you take uh you go back, take a look at Richie James, mm-hmm. uh, Kevin Byard, Charvarius Ward, uh, all and and that those are receivers and, and defensive backs who've all come from middle, and and uh, you know Kevin is probably well easily the most visible in our area, and uh, and Charvarius was with Kansas City. He now uh, has a new home. I think he's with the 49ers now, but um, but you know they're going to find you. It doesn't matter if you're playing at. Rhodes College or Middle or Alabama, you know, if you're there, they're going to find you. Uh, you know, we saw a kid from Chattanooga go in the first round. So, you know, they're going to be there. But I think, you know, when guys are able to go to the league and have some success, I, th- I think that does, you know, whether it's with just fans or whether it's with scouting staffs who I think already know what kind of players are being turned out here and other places throughout our league and and throughout the group of five, you know, I think fans, when they see guys like Kevin have success and Charvarius, you know, when get a Super Bowl ring and Richie James being a great special teams guy with the 49ers, you know, they, they see, that, oh, yeah, that's where so-and-so played. So, yeah, they, he must be pretty good. So, you know, sometimes, you know, it, it you know, perception becomes reality. And, and, and once you're perceived to be a good place, you know, by, by fans, then they believe that that's, that that's a fact. So, and it's worked out well. We've had a bunch of guys get, get opportunities and, and, uh, and, and there will be more for sure. Yeah. No question, Chip. Uh, Chip, Walter's here on the show. Thanks for joining us to everyone. Uh, before we get out of here, want to just mention baseball season kind of winding down and conference USA tournament, not too far away in the, the future. So where do the blue Raiders stand after the week? Right now. Yeah. Right now they are in, uh, they're in fifth place, a game out of fourth, uh, Southern Miss has been the, the class of the league. They're ha. 17 and four. Ha. And, uh, <laughs> I understand. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. What, what happened this weekend though, Chip? They lost oh. two of three to UAB. That's right. That's why they're 17 and four and four. not 19 and two. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's right. But, uh, so they, yeah, they, uh, they did, but they're still there. They've got a three game lead, uh, over second place. And there's the two way tie for second, uh, one team in fourth middles, a game back in fifth. And then you've got two teams, a game back there in sixth and seventh and a game behind them is, uh, you know, I don't have the standings in front of me, but eighth place. And then there's about a two or three game gap back to the final three. So right now the top eight in the league, unless something drastic happens, uh, that would 
look to be your field for the conference tournament that will be held, uh, interestingly enough, uh, in Hattiesburg. And, uh, you know, I, I, I was kind of curious if, you know, that would still be allowed once Southern Miss filed a lawsuit against the conference. <laughs> but uh, but apparently it will play out and they will they it, 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 uh, at Pete Taylor Park there in Hattiesburg, which is a great place to have it. Great atmosphere. So. Uh, so right now, yeah, the Blue Raiders are in a good spot right now, and just a very few uh, non-conference midweek games coming up. They may even try to sneak in a bonus game tomorrow, but uh, that will uh, that will be a very uh, quick turnaround. If they do, it'll be out of town, and uh, just kind of working on that right now. They're trying to get look at a couple of RPI games that might be helpful as well at this point in the season when you have oh you're down to what final three weeks of the year. Yeah. And you know, you, you've got, you've got rice and Southern miss left on the conference schedule. And that's obviously, you know, so, well, Southern miss is, is the tough one. Rice is horrible this yeah, year, you know, and that's, it's, it's sad to see that because they used it to really be a, a just dominant baseball program. Yeah, and they've not been good in the last, and and they're really bad this year. Uh, and FIU may be worse. Well, and that's where Middle's going this week. So right. you, I mean, and and this past weekend dropped Middle dropped two of three at home against UTSA, which broke a five series streak of winning series. So you hope now you can go back on the road. You know, maybe. If you win two out of three, and if you can steal that extra third game, make up for the game you lost at home, mm-hmm. uh, and then you get yourself right back in. And you know, right now you're kind of playing for seeding, so uh, so it's still a lot of stuff yet to happen. But uh, just heading down the stretch. So, t- uh, and I'm I'm not looking at Go Blue Raiders. I was actually looking at the the CUSA site. They have. They have middle at Georgia State tomorrow. Is that? That was the one I was talking about. I didn't know if it was official yet. But right. That's the one. That's why I was con- I was curious if it was official or because it's not on Glo- Go Blue Raiders. That's why I was like, well, I mean, eh, could be, maybe, maybe yeah. not. <laughs> yeah. That, that's, that's go that's go to Atlanta that, and find that I, out. <laughs> yeah, that's the one. Yeah, they they play there in Decatur. They. It's interesting. They play football in the Braves old stadium, mm-hmm. but yeah. they don't play baseball there. <laughs> It's ironic, right? So, uh, it's ironical. <laughs> yes, it is. Chip, thanks. We appreciate it as always. Always a good time talking to you, man. See you, boys. All right. We come back on Main Street Sports today, presented by Mid Tennessee Bone and Joint. It's a top five Tuesday, top five TV and film mothers for Mother's Day. So, stick around. Should be fun.